Welcome to the Day DPL Thought Leadership Podcast. In this episode, CEO of Jackson Holdings LLC, Michael Falcon, touches on a range of topics on the importance of helping people truly understand how annuities work and how Jackson continues to lead through this current environment. Here's DPL's founder and CEO, David Lau. Welcome today to Michael Falcon, Chief Executive Officer at Jackson Holdings. Uh, one of our great partners here at DPL, Jackson National, uh, who's been a leader in the variable annuity uh, space for a very long time and has also introduced some very interesting fixed annuity products, uh, which we've been happy to provide to our advisors here at DPL. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Michael, which I think is you know, kind of interesting and neat about your background is, you know, we work with so many insurance companies and, and many of the leadership, you know, at, at a lot of companies all come from within, you know, they kind of grow up in the insurance business and, and have, you know, always been, uh, you know, part of the industry and you've got a pretty diverse background. Maybe you can you know, talk about that and how that impacts, uh, you know, your, your leadership style and things you bring to Jackson. Well, I'm happy to do it. David, first, let me thank you for having me. And it's great to spend time uh, talking to you uh, about these things today. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm considering myself really fortunate to be uh, involved in, in helping to lead uh, Jackson Company with such a long and, and great history. <laughs> and I think a, an even brighter future. I mean, there's so much that we already bring uh, to savers and investors in, in, in our markets, particularly around retirement, uh, and so much opportunity ahead uh, and challenge for us to meet. Uh, you know, my, I, I think I have an interesting background from my, from my perspective, though. I, I've been in and around the retirement space for the last 20 years, and it's really the majority of why people save and invest. And um, and so this that part at least feels very, very natural. Of course, I joke that uh, I spent the first 56 years of my life completely avoiding insurance accounting. And now for the last two years, I'm up to my eyeballs in it. But uh, but that's OK. Look, there's a, a tremendous team of professionals and, and great experience at Jackson that I get the benefit of learning from and and, and working with every single day. Uh, and uh, hopefully I'm able to bring a little bit of outside in perspective uh, into the broader context, both from a the distribution and investment management uh, perspective. Uh, as you mentioned, I you know I do also have a background. I spent my formative years in uh, branded consumer goods, uh, which is very different, and yet uh, in some ways also related to this idea that we're you know working through an intermediated channel to end consumers who are the ones using and consuming the product, if you will. And so uh, I certainly draw back on those experiences as well. It's always good. I think you know, we we have a lot of uh, different backgrounds among our own leadership. You know, at DPL, I always think it, it's it's terrific to bring in outside perspectives. You know, you, you absolutely have to have that core of expertise and knowledge, you know, about what you're doing. But to bring in you know outside perspectives, I think is really a key to innovation uh, and continuing to you know to drive innovation. And I know innovation is a you know, is a big part of you know, Jackson's culture. And maybe, you know, you can talk a bit about, you know, innovation, not only your great product innovation, but, you know, all of all the ways you, you innovate. Well, I think, you know, it's a great 
It's a great question. It's something that I think has been core to Jackson uh, really since the founding. I mean, the company goes back to 1961 in Jackson, Michigan, and uh, as a life insurance company. And over the decades, you know, we've transformed a, a number of times and now are, you know, the, the one of the largest, not the largest uh, annuity provider uh, in, in the country and, and firmly and, you know, uh, embedded in this idea of helping Americans save for uh, and live in retirement and, and secure their financial freedom uh, through, through, through that. Uh, so innovation is, is core to what we do. You see it in product, uh, but I think more so you see it in exactly the type of partnership we have with, with DPL. I mean, we're looking at ways to connect technologically, ways to access different markets, different uh, channels, uh, provide advisors, not just with different product set, but with tools that they can better use to understand and meet uh, client needs and and manage risk uh, called creatively. And so it's not just our innovation, but it's trying to drive the innovation of our business partners, whether it's the platform or the end advisor, all of this focused on better meeting a consumer need. And it's 2020, so we can't not talk about the pandemic and and what impact that's had on on the business and and you know how how has it been going for Jackson and you know what have you what have you guys seen through the you know through the pandemic and and all the associated you know changes and issues. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you for asking. Um, look, I'm very fortunate. Jackson, through the the resilience and determination of our associates, is really weathering this storm quite well. It's obviously nothing any of us had expected, uh, though we do do plan for and did plan for contingencies just like this. And thankfully, those plans uh, were well founded. We were well prepared, and we've been able to operate now. Uh, remotely, 95% of our associates have been working remotely since late March. Uh, we made that transition uh, over really just uh, less than two weeks uh, from about 20 to 30% to, again, 95% of our associates. And we've been able to be quite effective in that regard. Our efficiency is up. Our quality is as high as ever. Uh, our customer service continues at, uh, at market leading and we think world class, but certainly market leading uh, levels. And we and we don't see that changing. That's that's built on a history of operational excellence and trust and good teams of people and systems that support it. Uh, so we're you know, we're able to be resilient. Uh, markets are volatile. Uh, we've been able to manage risk through these cycles. We've been able to accomplish a number of strategic objectives at the corporate level, uh, both relative to Jackson as well as the parent company. And so I wouldn't say it's easy. Um, but it's uh, but it's possible for us, and we continue to I think not just survive but thrive in the environment. Uh, I think it's it's also though we you know we should all take a step back. We're very very fortunate. Uh, those of us who you know perhaps listening to this, and, and certainly you and I, we work in an industry and in a job where we can actually work remotely, and it's important as I've told our associates repeatedly since this began. You know, there are members, parts of our society and our economy, our communities, where we live and work, our families, our friends uh, who we engage with, who are involved in, who are completely or severely shut out uh, because of the virus and the pandemic. And so we have to make sure that we're doing our part to make it good and safe and manageable for them and those parts. And even if that means doing a little bit extra for ourselves, working remotely or differently for longer or or under more strain than we might otherwise want to, it's really, really important that we preserve that capacity to open up 
first for those parts of, of society that are most dislocated and impacted uh, by the pandemic. Yeah, that's a tremendous point. And I, I find that everyone I talk to you know, during you know, these last number of months, like has a, a new way of like presenting a way it's affected them or somebody they they knew. Um, and you just forget because you, you get caught up in your own world and, and what you have to deal with to to make do. And you know, you don't understand the impacts that you know that it has on you know people who have young children or people who had you know restaurants or whatever it might be. It's the the impact is you know all over the place and, and much more severe than like you said, that you know, than you know, even we have to deal with in, in businesses that can continue to operate. Yeah, I, I agree. Everything we have is is thankfully uh, quite manageable. It's not that you know we need to pay attention to it because we're responsible for people's money and, and particularly monies in retirement. It's a very sensitive thing. We take it seriously, but yeah, we are we are thankfully able to operate uh, and operate well. Terrific. And one of the other impacts, you know, which is kind of you know core to you know what we do and you know the advisors we work with, and of course you know Jackson and your balance sheet are like interest rates. So interest rates have been slowly declining, and you know now with the you know pandemic have hit you know zero basically in in many in many regards. And how do you you know how do you think about the interest rate environment, and how does that affect Jackson and and what you guys do? Yeah. So, look, I think it's a good uh, question. And, you know, certainly longer term, uh, lower rates uh, create some interesting challenges for insurance companies relative to capital protection and management. Um, But we, you know, we're I think we in the industry, you know, generally fine uh, where we are for some period of time. Uh, and and it doesn't change the need for yield and return in uh, client portfolios. Uh, it, it does to some extent on a notional level because inflation is lower and, and rates and return expectations may be lower for a period. Uh, people have, have re-risked and or, or more heavily risked into equities and there's yield in equities. So it puts... Uh, you know, further, further pressure on, 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 on rates and fixed income product. And in that sense, you know, annuities can be a good, uh, I don't want to say alternative, but in addition to a portfolio uh, relative to finding yield and maintaining upside participation, but with a downside protection. And so I think that's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's like anything. The environment is what it is. We can't control rates or markets. Uh, we have to live with it. Uh, there, you know, I think in the near term, there's some Pricing changes, particularly on the fixed uh, and, and index products, uh, that you would expect, and there may be some some uh, lag between the consumer perception of where returns and, and therefore pricing should be on certain products and where the reality of the market is. It takes time for you know the emotional part of the market to recalibrate, uh, but those tools and products are there and they're useful, and it's important for advisors to have access to all of them to meet the needs of their clients. That recalibration, you know, we see it not just for the consumer, but the advisor. And most of the you know advisors we work with have traditionally been investments only advisors. Kind of recalibrating the how do you deliver retirement income in a world where your traditional safe investments might yield you know 100 basis points. Um, so a real challenge. So talk to me about the RA market. So the RA market is. You know, something pretty new for Jackson and, and focusing on and, and tell me your thoughts about it and, and you know, how you're thinking about you know, approaching the market and serving the market. Well, so, I, I mean, I think it's 
it's great. I mean, the, the, the RA market to me is one of the great opportunities for our industry. And it's, uh, it's there in twofold. One is, you know, the RAA market itself is a growing channel, relatively new. And whether they're independents or dual headed or hybrids or working off, you know, multiple platforms, the evolution of the channel, broadly speaking, of, of, of registered investment advisors is, is really the fastest growing area of wealth management. And, and these are advisors who I think are, are generally, you know, more skilled, uh, more um, attuned to financial planning, uh, more dialed into risk uh, and risk management, and are particularly well suited to use our products correctly in benefiting their their end clients. Uh, their end clients, by the way, are you know have the same needs of people with with investable wealth, you know, across the spectrum. And there's a good portion of those those clients of the market opportunity we know. Uh, has a need for they, what, they, what they describe that they want from their financial investments near and in retirement is what we can deliver in part with annuities. Uh, and annuities can be a big part of, of solving those portfolio challenges. Uh, and through the RIA channel, these products haven't historically been available or common or popular or accepted or necessarily understood. And so I see it as an opportunity and a challenge, but more an opportunity that's very, very natural. Uh, we have something that's really good in terms of driving better portfolio outcomes over time and through market cycle. Uh, we think it presents good value. There's real value delivered in terms of risk transfer through the insurance products uh, and a real benefit for advisors and their clients if these products are understood and used correctly. And I think in combination with, with advisors now looking more deeply and what it takes to differentiate, you know, a good outcome for 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 their clients and their market, and then the technology and platform advances, and with companies like BPL, uh, we're able to really add a benefit that can be visual and tangible to that end consumer. And I think that's going to be. I, I think ultimately it's going to be good for the for the savers and investors. I think it's going to be great for the advisors, the RAs that serve them because they have access to more capability. Uh, and I and I think that's ultimately going to be good for DPL and, and and hopefully for Jackson. Hopefully we can win on that basis. Yeah, I think it's been you know a challenge for RIAs to you know use annuities. They've always been you know there's of course one who famously bashes them all the time, uh, and and kind of build has built a tremendous business on uh, on that being you know Ken Fisher, but you know many sorry are- not, not familiar with that. <laughs> Yes. Well, many, I mean, one of the big problems for RAs with annuities has been that they, they couldn't get paid. You know, it didn't, they didn't fit their business it model. It didn't fit the business model. Yeah. So we've, look, we, you, we have a long way to go until everything is perfect, you know, and fluid. But we do have, I think, an excellent and competitive offering in advisory, you know, fee based advisory ready products. And there's more focus that we have to bring innovation and, and, better product uh, capability, you know, over time as well. It's an area of focus. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think adding to that toolkit is great. Uh, there are, are there, you know, are there clients and portfolios that don't need an, annuities in them? Abs- absolutely. And my answer would be no use them. But there are a number of situations where they're demonstrably helpful. You can see when you run stochastic modeling and simulation and you're looking at the outcomes when you have a component of the portfolio annuitized and protected in that way, 
you're able to stay risk invested at a higher level for longer in the portfolio's life. Your expectation of return sets is improved. Your minimum expected withdrawal levels are higher. Your, your risk of running out of money is lower. Uh, and so we know we can demonstrate factually, statistically, on a stochastic basis, uh, the value of these things. Do, do they make sense for everybody? Absolutely not. But I think the same way of, of this all or nothing is just a silly. It's, I don't think it's what most business people subscribe to. It's certainly not what most RAAs would subscribe to. Um, I, I, it would be disingenuous for me to say everybody needs an annuity in their portfolio. I don't believe that. I believe good RIAs you know, are looking at all of the options and tools available to them and how to best use and deliver for their clients. And I think for a good number of them, you know, annuities are going to be are going to be part of that mix. Absolutely, and we had just completed a survey of RIAs talking about you know retirement retirement strategies, what your clients are looking for, and how do you deliver it. And of course, eighty percent of the RIAs said the primary goal of their clients in retirement is predictable income. The struggle they've had, you know, now is. How do you do that? 15 years ago, it's just simply allocate to bonds and, and cash even, and you can clip coupons and fund a predictable retirement. Today, you can't do that. So really, you know, bringing annuities in, into the equation for those clients where it makes sense is a way of, you know, is a way of delivering that predictable income that they, they simply can't you know, with traditional fixed income any longer. Yeah, you, I, I think it's a good point. And then, you know, the shift that's coming to, and I'm sure a lot of your the RAs that work on your platform will know this too, is, you know, there's a whole segment of the population that's going to not simply be able to live off return, but they're going to need principal over time. And so how do you manage that principal drawdown risk against guarantee and not a living assets and not just how do you sustain a level of income. So there's certainly things that our products can do relative to yield and yield enhancement, but it's really about sort of the principal protection component yes. of the income, sustained income generation uh, over time. That's that's part of it as well. Absolutely. And one of the things we wanted to touch on here today, Michael, is you know product leadership. Jackson's been at the forefront. I mean, one of the you know, only carriers, which is important in our market, in the RIA market, that with your variable annuities, you offer investment freedom. You can invest in whatever you like and still get the, you know, still get the benefits of the income riders and the other, the other riders. Not many carriers do that. But in addition to just product leadership, you know, technology is important and, and being a leader in, in technology in other areas. You know, can you talk about your dedication to tech and, and why you think that's important? Well, to me, it's a great question. It, it, to me, the technology commitment is absolutely essential because if you think about, you know, what are the barriers to uh, to to product use? Our product can be complicated. It's hard to understand. It can be difficult to use. So how do we how do we make it easier, simpler, easier, more direct? Uh, for years, for generations, the annuity sat apart from the way the advisor worked. It was separate. Contracting was done on paper by email or fax or even mail in filling out forms when there were underlying investment changes in the case of a variable annuity or redemption or annuitization or withdrawal. You know, it had to be communicated by phone, fax, email or, or regular mail. Uh, advisors didn't have access visibly in their desktop, in their tools 
to understand and see the underlying investments and how it worked in concert with the portfolio. Now partnership, you know, with DPL, with other platforms, with technology providers, planning tools, integration, we, you know, we, we, we enter the realm of the workplace of the advisor. And that's where we want to be. We want to be front and center, part an arrow in the quiver, just like any other account type or investment type or modeling structure that you can use in your planning and analytics, we want the annuity capabilities to be there. So there's a product component to that, but more and more, it's the technology enabling that allows us to be there and to and to show up. Look, we're never going to be as simple as a mutual fund, uh, but we can we can still do a lot better than even we are today. And I think we've come a long way. So technology to me is the big enabler uh, and equalizer to all this. And it, it can lower all of these barriers uh, that make it um, harder or more difficult or less pleasant uh, uh, than some of the alternatives. And I, again, I think we've made a lot of progress, but I, Jackson isn't resting on its laurels that we're going to continue to push. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree completely. It's one thing you know, the, for us in building the business and enabling RIAs to have annuities and other insurance solutions. One, first, you have to have the products, right? So you've got to have the products that fit the business model. But, but that's only the start. You know, it, it really needs to be you know, integrated into their desktop, into their technology, into their planning systems, their modeling uh, systems, you know, their billing systems so that it, it works just like anything else. It, it's never going to be as easy as punching a ticker symbol in uh, to, <laughs> to own an annuity uh, or to buy one for your client. But, you know, the, the push to get it as close to that as possible, I think, is, is tremendously important. The, the other piece, why you mentioned it, made me think of this is, you know, there's a lot in terms of sales practice and particularly in the RIA channel with, you know, fiduciary standards and making sure that people are living up to to not just the regulators measure, but our own measure of integrity and in how we behave. And one of the great things that technology provides is, is real opportunity for clear documentation of the sales and decision process. And so if anybody comes back and they say, well, why did you put this annuity in this account and this and that? You say, well, look, here, here was the analysis. Here we showed this. We we looked at with and without and, and different levels and different types of products. And here, here are the actual pages that the client and I were looking at. And you can see why they chose this or they chose that. And so it, I think it comes at it not just from an ease of doing business, but something that I've heard from advisors. You know, people are concerned with the regulatory risk and they're concerned of like, Okay, in some other part of this, you know, giant financial universe or ecosphere, somebody may be doing something not well. And, and how does it reflect on me and my practice as a good actor? Okay, well, how can I document? How can I protect? How can I be sure that we're not only using these things in, in a good way, the right way we want to, but that we can demonstrate that after the fact? And technology and our investment in technology goes a long way on, on that front as well. Agreed. And and that's, you know, one of the things that we find so valuable with RIAs is, you know, that's a great way of converting them into believers is through the technology, through the demonstration of the impact, you know, to a financial plan. You know, the you, you have so many, you know, instances of people having, you know, checkered 
viewpoints of an annuity just because of you know a bad act as you said or a bad actor and and look but when they actually look at the economics of the product they look at the benefits of the product they're they're hard to argue with so with this i know we're we're coming to the end of our time and again really appreciate you know having you michael and you know wanted to see if you wanted to leave us with any uh, parting thoughts uh, you know, my party thoughts are probably my initial thoughts. I thank you for having me and spending the time. I really, David, to you and your team, uh, you know, you've been very formative in, in Jackson's awareness and our efforts uh, in this area. I think the RIA space uh, is a tremendous opportunity. Uh, there's real demand and need for, for what we do. And, and we're we're just thankful for the ability to partner with a firm like yours and with you and your team. Uh, specifically, you help us be better, uh, and we're better for your clients and better for for their end clients as a result. And uh, and for that, I'm appreciative and looking forward to many more years of uh, of your success. And uh, and we're hoping and counting on being able to grow with uh, with you in those years to come. Appreciate it, Michael. And we we return the compliments. We really enjoy working with Jackson and your whole team there. You've got a tremendous group uh, of people. Uh, and it's it's a great partnership. We look forward to it as the years to come as well. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for listening. To hear more episodes from our guests, go to jplfp.com and visit the podcast page.